0: Good morning and welcome. This is Dr. Tavo D'Arcy in our ministry headquarters. We're hiding out from the serpent snake, the accuser behind the Eli Temple priesthood of this day. The mega ministry, the micro ministry, who've sort of gotten overly self-involved, maybe full of himself too content, not just godly content, but too content to be noticing about what the need is in this day. We need a miracle for our ministries and the church, the true church, to continue to be able to allow to have church and to know what church is. You know, not knowing what holds, it's not about the government of the United States or anything else, or about people pleasing. It is about the Lord and the future of salvation of many souls of many colors. And I've thought this for many years. I thought this when I was called into ministry as a micro minister. And I've been out with micro ministry networking and all my life. I come from that. But then I was in Dallas and I've been around, you know, the growth of ministries is my call. I've watched it. I've been there like many people from the beginning prior to all the moves that are now wonderful. You know, a lot of wonderful. And mega was not even on the picture unless it was Billy Graham. So I was there good, really good. I was there in the old and now I'm finding the old has gotten used to it and they've gotten, you know, maybe lost their cutting edge because right now, the most horrible thing, if you're not famous, and I know I'm not into fame, I'm into respect, but I know that this is, you know, culture happens, Hollywood happens, but I went trying to Find fellowship, really, in charismatic where the Holy Spirit moves, because that's my gift. That's my need to, rep- you know, replenish. And even though I was a daughter of a Baptist pastor and his wife, you know, through the years being a Jesus person and a scholar and being led by the Spirit independently, not a part of anybody's, you know, fellowship as you know, your call has to be you and God. He can say, now I want you to go to a fellowship, which I have done and I like going to fellowship, I want you to join this kind of group or that, and that's fine, that is not my business, that is between you and God. But for me, I was always with this call for the future, God's church, his body, his beautiful bride of all colors, not the pride of Christ, which is too present now and all the skill and wonder making, you know, but it is also the, we need right now the invention. Sort of redo to redig the wells of stagnation of Eli Templeite priesthood of caustic critical Christ following and Neo-Phariseeism from the last age. As I mentioned lately, um my mother would say one time, once in a while, she'd talk about, she'd say, you know, Tavo, this is when I was growing up, I don't know why she'd tell me, maybe in college or something. Tavo, when a move is accepted and they have been rejected. You know, there's a move that happens in the United States, let's say back in the 40s with Pentecostals, we had the healing revival in Dallas and they had all these things, ministers that sprung out from it, and they had healing magazines and, you know, different revivals. They could have revivals in Baptists and Catholics, you know what I mean. You can go back to the Azusa revival in 2000, uh, 1905 in Azusa Street, California. So revivals happen, that means outpourings of God's spirits, yoke-breaking, anointing, that's the Holy Spirit. Well, they're can be, and there should be, and there needs to be a character change, a transformation of the human, not just the gifts and the glory, but the human. So even though I believe a lot of that, you know, has really happened with many people, wonderful people, because of all the ministers in the last move of God, and this is the last move of God, which I believe is like the 80s on, and the 70s, you know, 60s, 70s, really 80s on till now, I think that we want to enjoy and thank God for these, the good parts. The true Hebrews 25 ability to go, get away from our stress, our cares, our hell on earth, and fellowship collectively under the corporate anointing, which is fellowshipping with the saints. That's part of the real reason we do it. However, you know, there's always the opposition, the world, the flesh, or the devil. There's pride. Pride can get in, superiority, you know, we've made it, we paid the price, poor me, now we're the victims, you know, and now we got to keep it going, so now we put up our fierce guardian of the wells, the mammon-centric now wells, to keep it going, you got to have income for your staff and your life, and also people have grown up with not a fault, nobody knew we'd have all this, frankly, and I didn't, but there was the age of the 80s with all the materialism and the prosperity and the teaching, but also Madison Square Avenue and all these things which have formed a culture within a culture, a big culture. And I'm not sure, but I was there and I pulled out of it. I wasn't raised around it as a, you know, down to earth Baptist. It was more celebrity and charismatic, which is not all evil. And I think God has to use renown, that's a scriptural word, not celebrity, but renowned to get his word out, and now he's used media, Christian media, for good, not always good, because Paul himself said, I, I'm so proud of you. Berean Jews, because you pick apart my teaching, the Apostle Paul's teaching, and your noble Bereans who hear God for yourself. This is our move right now. This is it. You don't have to join. No, you don't have to know me. You don't have to come. You don't have to be a member. You need to hear God now, because it's that thick and that unsafe in our body of Christ and in our world, but our leadership, because not many people, you know, people I think have gotten drunk with the power or drunk with the celebrity or drunk and asleep at the wheel because they're not able to relate to the hunger, the abuse, the pain of common people who need to go to the Lord, maybe atypical, a woman or man, somebody's looking strange because they were raised, abused, and they don't know what to do, they're toxic, maybe they have no, you know, income, or they do have lots of income, it's all that, but they come because the Christian person, pastor, minister, male or female, white or black, advertises and says, you know what, we represent Jesus. So everybody thinks, oh yeah, that means they're going to be diverse. I'll be welcome no matter what. My look, my race, my gender won't matter. My style, my money, it won't matter. Because that's Jesus. And it is. (laughs) It is. Even if you go back prior to Jesus in Hebrews, excuse me, Isaiah 56 verse 7, the command to keep the Sabbath, and back then that was the law. We're not under legalism now. You don't have to go... You know, penalty of sin and accusation—that's the law, Phariseeism. But you want to love God and do what He says, and there is a reward of your in your life. I believe of peace and rest because you have put God first. Now, nobody has to go to every single kind of church. Some of them are not your fit, some of them not your feel, and some of them are not what you really want to involve yourself in. So Hebrews, excuse me. When we talk of today, Hebrews 10.25, the basic, don't forsake fellowship with the saints, which is now too many, a law, do not forsake fellowship with the saints. You better not. It's that conscience in America that starved saying, we got to go. I don't want to go because, you know, I really don't want to go. And that make the more you put up the law. You got to go. The more people are not going to do it, they do not want to go. So, you got to let's think this through. He, uh, Isaiah 56, verse 7 a command by God on anybody who kept a Sabbath. And let me say this to some of these more than some Father God, if you read that, he addressed his welcome, open daddy's arms to a ministry whether they were a eunuch, he mentions all who come to carve out time for my Sabbath and want to put me first, I'm going to give you a special blessing. And that was found in Isaiah 56, verse 7. The real fellowship fruit. Before mega, before micro, before 5013Cs, before all this legal stuff and thinking came into scene. Hebrews 10, Excuse me, Hebrews 10:25 should look like this. It could be revealed and related to like this without the law, the the sin conscious. You you know they, they you've fallen short because you don't want to go to church or you have not belonged to a church officially. Like I say, grassroots, big country it is. So we look at Hebrews and then we look back at Isaiah not under the law, but as a precept for now, Isaiah 56. It says, even to the eunuch, the Lord says, even to the eunuch who comes, the impotent, castrated person, but the non-famous, the weak. You know, somebody can be impotent, which is eunuch, couldn't reproduce in your life, in your job, in your physical body, but also in just your mantle. There can be thousands of ways of being... Not able to reproduce because of the hell and opposition, and the definition of that you're not good enough because you don't look our type and you're not small enough or you're too small or whatever. You're just too small a cog to be important because of our legalism. We're so self right. You know, all that popular hoodoo in ministry calling itself a Christian ministry when really it's just. Same old, same old. We're compassion fatigue, but we got to keep the wells fiercely guarded or somebody's going to come in, take us, and our money's gone. So we're not in this. We're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about names, but we have had experiences where this teaching and the packaging is needed to be addressed. Fault finding, labeling, typecasting, bias. Jezebel spine, Eli Temple I priesthood dismissing using misogyny is out. It's got to be out. That is such a stench to the Lord, to Jesus, when he went about doing good in his own ministry in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read through the eyes of relationships how he acted and reacted to every single person, woman or man, Mary. Fallen person, fallen woman, Pharisees, children, just see it and that will expose, confirm this. You need to confirm this. If you feel doubt, you know, church isn't fun now if you just are getting scanned. It's not fun. I'm a prophet and I know, you know, it's just not fun now. It's not, all right, I'm getting scanned. It's harassment because I've put up with it for 30 years in these. Only one kind of, well, gentlemen's all-white groups. And now they're Pharisees. They've trained the next crowd. And I'm not against you. I'm against false teaching, the scowl of false doctrine. The telltale red flag at the beginning that they may be off in a cult, something really wrong in dark doctrine. You can say they have, and this could be country, little teeny, big, could be black or white. All right, there's a scowl. A false doctrine. She's not good enough. They're the outcasts, they're the incast. You know, if you're a typecast, then you're not, I'm not a type in these people's kind of cast, and it is a caste system. You know, I, I can handle it, but I'm teaching for many, mega many, who may feel avoided. They may, they've already been through a lot of wounding and pain from their abuse and their father, their mother. You don't know what these people, their backstory. Eli, Jezebel conscious, Eli, witch watching, full of its mega self. They now have it about us. It is my opinion. It is not about the person. Even a Jezebel, which can be a man or female, male or male, because it's a dominating person, must be fierce, who teaches falsely and is trying to control And because I teach it both ways, it's because it's not under the law. I've had to deal with this theology, their accusation, you know, stuff like that. And I also say that those who teach and are against females, and then they teach that all women are females because they didn't like their mother. They never, these same groups, never trained that the accuser, which is mentioned, which is Satan, the accuser is mentioned two times in the Bible as a male. But do I come say all males are accusers? No, they're not, because I had my daddy and the father in the garden when he confronted Adam, not Eve, for willfully participating in eating, choosing to eat that fruit. So you have to go through all this relationship intrigue because of the law, because of old daddy, old mama, Spiritual patriarch that mentored me in my youth, my troubled youth. <laughs> you gotta go through it. I'm a Baptist, thank God. This is charismatic, basic 101, 501, whatever it is, from back in the hills, because I have been sent by the Lord to study ministry and I'm very skilled at you know, I've been around, so it's time to trouble trouble, because if I go in representing God, pure in heart, James 317, fruit. And this thing, a spirit, undermines me, talks about me, talks against me, labels me, accuses me, stares, will not relate, and talk respectfully like a Baptist. An ordinary Christian like Jesus, Then you that's a scowl of false doctrine. Red flag doctrine alert. Better watch it. So now we want them, these kind, to understand that it is off and it's Phariseeism, and maybe occult, and witchcraft, and that this is not your move. Nobody owns the Lord or the Holy Spirit wells, and I don't, and you don't, and white people do not own it. But this is such a giant, massive, multi-massive move in the United States that therefore we've only seen I guess the famous side and the devout cult trained followers of the witch watchers and all that kind Pharisees. But now it's not only their move. God is moving for everybody. So we're troubled, truly troubled by the people I met that have been wounded and labeled character assassinated, witch watch, and then they don't speak to you. They will never find out for sure. They don't love, they don't respect. So they don't want to know. They just want to think, you know, we're so supernaturally skilled in our and all we have to do is go back and, you know, yes, like spectral evidence of the witch watchers in the Massachusetts witch trial, they're doing it evilly. There's a scanning, which can be good for a prophetic or any kind of ministry. You scan people, but you don't dare Never speak if they come over and over and you only scan and then they scan them with other people. That's plain old devil-minded, objectifying like they're the enemy, accusing somebody based on nothing but subjective criteria, even false doctrine, because nobody, Jesus never did that. Baptists don't need to do it. Black people don't need to do it. If you know somebody's a demon, you'll have to watch and assess them. Not accuse them. That's the difference. So we're teaching these people relationship issues, big issues, so they don't get judged. You assess somebody, a visitor over time, by James three seventeen fruit. Are they acting pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy, and good fruit without partiality, without hypocrisy? And are you the leaders doing it? No, a lot of them aren't. They're not, They're not humble. They're not. There's missing a foot on the ground of real life. One foot needs to be on the ground in ministry. I teach that. One foot of normal. A little clue, even a toe. Think of it. One toe in normal means I'm conscious that other people are there besides me and my kind. And they are pure in heart and proven guilty. And they have feelings and they are my call. That's why I do it. I mean, it ought to be revealed again. I'm shocked that they don't believe that the real normal people every day were hungry for the Lord. Black and white, brown in all colors, maybe a Jezebel here and there, are the reason why God set them up there in the first place. This is supposed to be a Christian fellowship, not a club, perfect, pet person's cult. And it is. So the opposite, the not opposite a human, but the, the way to do it is see Jesus in relationships in Ephesians 4, Apostle Paul in community. Ephesians 4 says everyone, not just the big eyes, making the little yous do it to do their bidding, celebrity, cult following, all this stuff, hierarchy. Hierarchy comes from Rome the aristocratic Roman patricians. It comes from the Nicolaitans. Nico means to control out of the root word Nike and Laos, the people. They're human contract. You need revealed infrastructure. Yes, and there's some that have disciplined needs and you got to train them and have the right people, but not a worship of legalistic hierarchy. Maybe the top person has it revealed, he or she. But the other people have never had it revealed because they're not you, and those are the worst. Those could be the worst. Maybe the second command or your family, they got it. You get the ones that are signed on hirelings. They could be like Hitler, autocrats, total, you know, rude, smug, elite, hard accusing on new, fresh people. Many have come to help you in your movement because there is a cluelessness. What I was going to say about my mom, my mom used to say, you know, when there's an old move that's well ensconced, everybody says, you know, it's well known, famous or accepted. Then there's always a new move going to come in because God has never finished. So the new move, she said, she noticed that back in the day, this is decades ago, she told me She said the new move is always suspicious because they don't trust it. They don't, it isn't famous. So they persecute it. They go after it. They laugh it. They malign it. Exactly right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I heard that as a teenager or college. Now I've seen it and witnessed it. It is the Saul spirit of suspicious accusation. My opinion with all this Neo-Phariseeism, including witch watching of first-time visitors, newbies, Elite, opposing, fierce lovers of themselves, Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, starting to fit that from such turnaway command of Paul in a fellowship. Fierce accusers, boasters, lovers of themselves. You know, they're just weak. They're just poor. They're just coming to take my turf. I believe I got the revelation because my daddy was so the opposite. My daddy, the pastor, people I run with, my family, they weren't like this. That spirit that accuses, that is tough, really proud, really hard on people, certain people, respecter of only some, guards not just Holy Spirit wells with its accusation to keep people at bay that they don't really want, Or think are good enough you know what I mean their spirit they never talked to them so how do they know their spectral evidence and their superior skills have read them and you know made their they know them now because they like psychic scanning they now know them because they're that thick it is not just on behalf of the book of Acts and all the different colored people that are chosen they're not famous and maybe famous. I'm calling renown. Renown's a Bible word. It's not celebrity. Celebrity is fame and that is like Paul says don't say I'm for Apollos and Don't Sam for Paul, Sam for Jesus in 1 Corinthians, the carnal church. So when I speak, I I've, God revealed it. He downloaded it even today it was like wow I've never had so much ducking avoiding. Manipulating to not speak. I've never had conning. I've never had cunning and conning. And blocking me with its power. Its use of frowns and scowls because it's so imposing. A Jezebel type thing. I've never had this until I realized it is love of money. A lot. Maybe all of this Phariseeism, turf-protecting, witch-watching, rebellion, it's rebellion. Maybe this blatant rebellion of ego is to guard the wells of money. The love of money is the root of all evil, is why I'm saying it. So maybe whelp, which has a lot of aristocracy, a lot of that, not everyone not all the attenders, but there's something. If I walk in smiling, ready to be the friendly person I am, James three seventeen, respectful, not spooky, not into witchcraft, never spoken to a pastor's daughter who's been trained, not a legalist. If I walk in like a litmus test, if that spirit is there, it accuses me. It starts to, you can see the leaders of the helpers that are on staff starts to scowl, starts to distance, flare up. I've had mega pastors that I walked up to that flinched. I've had, it's really, it's really a demeaning thing. I don't take it personally, I take it as a prophet because they're doing this. It shows the spirit is something wrong. It's a red flag of either harlot spying, misogyny, That they, I really, the more I've done this, the more I think when I'm around it, and all it does is posture and blame or act so strange, and I'm just a normal, clean, living, pure-hearted person. They're really guilty of the woe, Isaiah 5, Isaiah 520. Because of the little g sins, the false religion, and the deception of vanity in the leaders of God's people in Isaiah chapters 1 through and 3, Then now they were given over to a woe, and that was now they're calling good evil and evil good, and behalf of all the pure hearted women, females, ladies, ministers, black and white, brown people, skilled and not skilled, poor, single, single parents, just divorced, weeping Hannah's. I'm speaking up. I'm a mom in Christ. I am. This is satanic abuse. This is satanic abuse after a prophet, skilled in the Holy Spirit, has turned into Eli. Or the movement has. I think the movements are. Because now they're at the top. They've been at the top. And they've lost their common love, real love for people, God's people. And now they want to minimize their stress. Because they've been through a lot, we understand, but now they want to minimize their contact. So that is why I think the elite prophets and all this kind, white and black and brown, yeah, but usually white ones, the well. they scan people to protect themselves. Well, it ain't all good. It ain't all love. It ain't all whole, holy, holy spirit. It is now psychic and demonic, and you'll be, you know, and it's. Using the Elijah gift that I have, a seer gift, Elijah could hear what the king was saying in his chambers, it has now gone spooky, it has now gone critical, it has now gone respecter of only pet persons that look like me and my skin color and my type. So when I walk in as a, you know, a litmus test, a prophet and an apostle, not sent out by anyone, man or group, then my energy which is a lot more diverse, I'm a lot younger in my spirit, I don't think old, and see, I can be, I'm, the reason I get to say this now, finally, I've thought it for, I've seen it for 30 decades, three or four decades, but because I was insecure, I don't want to rebuke an elder, and I'm not rebuking any person, or a movement, I'm rebuking, I'm really judging fruit, but it's based on me being an elder, in the same age bracket is almost every single one of this kind of movement. My birth year, even, some of these, I could have been in high school, up or down, but a lot of these, five around the world, one dead, my year. Now, this is only because I want to give people who have a bad conscience, who think I'm you a, a ministry out of order, I'm giving you proof, and I didn't do this until the Lord showed me the fallout in our nation the future of the church, and I'm not wanting to be up there. I want to be here with the Lord wherever he says. We are starting a school. I need more prayer. That's all I really want. Prayer protection and prayer for direction. We are unfunded, and we purposely have not gone after. I'm not going after funds now. I'm just telling you, the prayer is because we had such warfare. It is because I couldn't get connected anywhere in Dallas and my dad's been in heaven years you know many years and I tried to affiliate just because of my call to help people move in the Holy Spirit and I think that's right to be accountable and connect that was just walking toward going was when you start to get the, the evil eye and you get the Pharisees, and you get the man I read them I don't wanna go where I'm regarded as a witch by somebody who's never spoken to me and a Pharisee. Something is wrong if they do that. That's what it is. It ain't me. It ain't never been me. It is something in the spiritual realm that they're off. The scowl of false doctrine. If I tried one place, people will talk, you know, everybody needs to be submitted. They gotta be, you know, I'm not in that group. I cannot, I got out of it. I'm not under you charismatic. There are too few that are nice. Everybody else looks like, oh, it's a woman. It's a piece of meat. She's there to be under us because the law says so. So I just study their doctrine. I know I'm not charismatic. I'm crossbody, true unity, book of Ephesians, Galatians 1, 1, and 2, not sent out by any one person for such a reason to be impartial. Because they all got to know this group, the last move, all these people, young and old, are trained. Who are they under? Are they under somebody famous like me? That is the mixture. Nobody has the teaching or revelation or caring to teach people that it is a community. And we should all think for ourselves. Be led of the spirit. Be led by the spirit. Plan a work. Not be threatened by anybody's. Not be calculating. Not be comp- I teach that. That's what we're teaching. So our need is to know what to do and how to do it to have a modicum of income. Not that I want it today. I'm saying I want a modicum of understanding how to do it in a new way. Not to milk people, but just basically for daily bread. That's all I I'm needing prayer on that. Because and protection, because this spirit, this evil spirit of witch watching and harlotry in the ministry. If they call a person who's living pure, they flare at you, some of these, this whelp spirit flares at a female like they're a harlot. That is a spiritual attack. It is really a, it is a, deme- but it's an evil spirit. So when I get that attack, and I've had it from famous, I've had it from smaller, never black, never Baptist, never people I want to, you know, be close to. It's just my warning side. There is a scale of false doctrine, and it's a false doctrine. So what I do is, if I get that profile, starting in the 90s, when I noticed I seem to trigger it. Jesus triggered the Pharisees, just trying to do his business, not meddling with anybody, not doing anything to undermine them. He just showed up, and the Pharisees attacked. So I show up, trying to hang out with the Holy Spirit fellowship. No secret, not looking for anything. And so I, a Baptist person, don't have that in my background. Thank God, I wasn't raised to be under people. I was raised at chain of command. If you're married, I was not raised to be over anybody. That's chain of command. You know, there is a basic, decent, non-legalistic way to have a fellowship, and I've thought, and you know, I've got it down. Not that I want to do it, but I'm going to train people how you can do it better. And if you really, really want to know, it's my advice. Because I don't want to deal with all this stuff. It is just satanic accusation. But I study them. That's where I get the art of whelp. You have to know what's coming after you. The art, abiding relationship theology. How do they treat the relationships in their staff, their ministry, the visitor? Are they diverse or not? Are they biased or not? Are they typecasters? That's a relationship issues. Do they use people and accuse them in absentia or not? These are relationship Holy Spirit, significant issues. So this is why I'm training on the art of whelp, so nobody will be one. So nobody will be hurt by one because it leaves it is like a whelp. Western European Levitical patriarchism, shepherding the old, good old boy, shepherding, good old white boys. It leaves if you're if you're a pure-hearted minister, a person with a, any discernment, you know that attack, that judgment, that accusation, the maligning, the witchcraft—it is a witchcraft. What is why is it rich, witchcraft? Are they sweet red-state Christians, or blue-state, or any other? You know, if they are controlling, posturing, finagling, distancing to avoid you. And you've done nothing but show up like Jesus himself, that is a huge sign of a control spirit that is also guarding the wells, the wells of God's ministry, the future church. That is also a sign that they are probably guarding the turf of wells of mammon. It's a money-loving spirit. Why? Because they have to keep it going. What is more important now? God's real love that's respectful, true, safe? Or is it the love of money, the love of our kind, our, our finally after 30 years, we got a mega cult. Finally, it was my dream. And now we want to keep it going. What's more important? You don't know what's going to go on next. And the bias is at the root of America's issues. It is the root of a lot of trouble. It is the root of a lot of politics and fighting and family divorces. It's a lot of issues, but it goes back to money. The root of all issues, my time, my attitude, and my relationship with money. If I got it, I'm nice. I can be easy to get along with if I got money. I can say, you know, let's go out, honey, and have a good time. But if I don't have money, when money is not there, I can be a snake and kill somebody. I can be a brute. I can be a, with money, I could buy people. I could do, manipulate, grease their palm. Hey, if they got money, they could grease my palm. There's that phone, I forgot to turn it off. So the issue is, it's not about cash, you need cash. It's not about being sin, it's about respect before God. And how does mammon, the love of money, play in ministry today, in elite ministry, Phariseeist ministry, bowing and scraping, great hierarchy, mega ministry, and then the little wannabes who want to be mega, and they're doing it. The pomp and circumstance, the Roman patricianism mixed in, the doctrinal bathwater, excuse me, of the Holy Spirit. There could be TV celebrity. What is the love of money in that? I'm not calling anyone who's famous or on television doing that, but you have got to notice there is a tribe that follows everybody and tries to emulate them on the grassroots. That's been my turf, my ministry to understand it, and my misery, a lot of my misery, because of the foolishness of. You know, foolish Galatians back under the law. You got to be under a sister. You got to be, you're not, you know, we're here to be over you. We don't know you. We just want you to be under us because it looks good or you're just a lowly female. That is country doctrine. Country doctrine over time had had some real, you know, country's nothing wrong with that. It's the old timey accusation coming down from the mountains that is wrong. Country is needed because and the reason I guess I'm pretty hard in describing what goes on in grassroots country because I just came out of Dallas for 15 years with the culture of Dallas the subculture of that white red state you know achievement you know not all are like that don't want to hurt anybody but that was the what I realized as an expat who was not raised in not raised country or like that That I realized they don't understand how to be respectful or even show Jesus love by respecting and they're so chauvinist biased, I thought of how black people may feel in that white red state area. I really did time after time and then I realized there for the grace of god but we need to train them because every this was prior to covid when everybody now is moving into the state i used to grieve i thought the christians are such a horrible witness all these people are religious and the charismatic communities different kinds and i thought man i don't want to go i'm going to go online it's safer you can trust them they're really true online but you don't know who you can trust because of the fruit out there so then i realized. It ain't just a falling away, it's a running away. It's a driving them away. You can't trust. Second Timothy 3, 1-5, through five, from Such Doorway Fellowship. The good, clean people are just leaving because they know what the right thing to do is. But I thought of the harvest. I really did. I thought, all these people are playing, minute, pretending they're in the ministry, pretending that they're Christians, saying that they're born again. Playtime, playtime. They're not really serious or they'd have the fear of the Lord. It's not really serious or they'd really love people and do anything to show respect and Jesus instead of achieving. Then I looked at the mega area of millions, 8 million maybe, 6 million to 8 million. That, that was then. Who knows now with all the people from the liberals moving down. But my concern was that. Not how great our ministry is, our style, our gift. Not how great God has blessed us. Not how great we are. God is greater. And he's a lot more humble than you are. And a lot more people friendly. I would say user friendly. No, God doesn't use anybody. That crowd does. They will. There's a show. And they want to be in it. Micro, mega, and management. It is. So when we're hiding out here in our cave, our prophetic cave, the office, or anywhere else we'll hide out. I've hid out in Megan Micro for many years. I've hid out in the houses, in my own offices. I've had it in cars, on the lamb from the religious scam artists and spiritual iniquity. But it's time now to really get it out because there are too many good people. You know, I love a big church. I can go to a big church if I don't feel that old dark doctrine. If they're not demeaning to only, you know, women or black people, if they're diverse, I can go there. I like it. I like a big, because i have a, you know, I like to praise. But if I go in as a litmus test and that scowling spirit assails me, white, scowling spirit, I'll recognize that. I think, oh my gosh, some of the group is like the group the Pharisees are here, whelp doctrine. False teaching comes down from the New England Patriarch whelp, the New England Patriarch Puritans, who some of them, not all the Patriarch, not all the Puritans were like that mean, but some of them had the misogyny, the false teaching, the scowl of false theology, and they use their fake spiritual warfare fake spiritual fake spiritual gifts to spy get vibes about dreams and impressions about women that were evil the evil women and they tried them in Massachusetts and killed them based on false doctrine what we have i've seen it in virginia i've seen it in many places may, because these people in the that are the witch watchers, crazy. I call them now, these are crazy medics. When you go there and you're using psychic and occult powers and you're not talking to anybody, not being their friend like Jesus, but you're so skilled and superior and arrogant and off that now you read people, your group is trained to only read the visitor, never relate, this is big small and big, but everywhere, all right and you are so resting on your haughty-toity laurels as one of these seers, and then you have the nerve to read somebody, and through their eyes of bigotry, misogyny, disrespect, evil eye, superiority, you now say, oh, I read sister so-and-so, she looks like one of those, so then I know these people they get on their they get on their phone and they warn all the others in different states. When I would go the Lord used me to travel. I've been in ministry, real ministry before this. And so the Lord led me on ministry many times to Florida, the state of Florida, 1996 to 2003. And I learned about the different kinds of you know christians down there mega and they I saw my first celebrity christian down there at the tv station and enjoyed the learning curve and there was really a lot of fire and a lot of signs and wonder a lot more holy spirit movement so i would study it and they had good new worship was coming out you know and all this stuff which i like worship but then i saw my first spooky spirituals down there and i noticed who does this if i hear somebody is like because I was in the grassroots, so-and-so's a witch, that pastor's a witch, a witch just gave me something, you know, witch, 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 and I looked at the group in the 90s, and I thought, and I was a pastor, I was a minister, you know, I was not, I was stable, and I thought these people are usually dysfunctional people who get in these groups, and it is true, a lot of a lot of these are emotionally immature, they may be well-intended, they're off, Then you have the weird stuff, really weird stuff I saw. But then you have good, you have to sort it out. So I've been around. Well, I spoke. I spoke down there because I, when I, you know, allowed (laughs) with all that has gone on to stop. When I'm allowed, I am one that moves in the gifts and stirs up people to, to get songs and, you know, to get going in the spirit. So I was invited to Tampa, I usually go to Tampa, and I went to, let's see, Tampa and Orlando many times, to the Panhandle many times, you know, sometimes, but I know a lot of whelp in the Panhandle. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them, <laughs> that have their network in all the states. So, you know, if you look at the top of the people who have the whelp usually come out of, you, I looked at that person, that one person where the whelp the most damaging and Ode to Whelp kind on the top of all fellowship. I felt. That person, I saw him from afar, but I didn't talk to him. He didn't look like he was evil at all. I thought, what is it? And it's just the principle. The top person, the founder may be fine. He may not be, but he might be. And I give everybody credit to be fine. He may be respectful. He may be sort of normal, respect people, light up when they come like relationships. But he doesn't know or she doesn't know what his tribe and the ones following in the movement are doing with it. And that is the issue, grassroots. So I went down there and I was down there, and I was speaking at a ministry, you know, I gave a conference stirring up the gift, you know, get in some nobody had had uh, at this little teeny church. It was like nobody had ever had a music. Nobody had any kind of worship team. So they want me to come down there because I get spontaneous worship and words and, you know, flow in that. So I was invited. So I gave a weekend uh, time of doing that, demonstrating my music and getting in, letting them create. It. So afterwards, the pastor told me two things. One, the week following, they had 229 songs given. That was cool. in a little church, diverse church. And then the other part, while I was there, the pastor said, do you know that this group charismatic white group do you know they keep a witch list in their headquarters and I will to <sighs> see I don't think I don't think undermining I don't think fear I think a real witch a real witch is a human that has been through issues and maybe hell with her father or life and has gotten critical or powerless and they went after the wrong power source because they were called Jezebel too often at the church down the street, or they never met a real Christian or a real man who didn't molest her. You have no clue why people, brown, black, go into the wrong side, a cult. You have no clue, maybe she got divorced, and they said, she's just a harlot, because they were that demonic, and their legalistic perception was so colored because of false teaching, because they were Eli Temple I priesthood misogynists looking for somebody weak. So I ran into that. I'll be honest, I have run into that in Dallas. I have run into the most horrible aberrations of what a minister Christian thinks about females. It is just a sermon. That's why I'm on. the. I never thought of it till I went down there. It was just the most awful, tawdry, chauvinistic <laughs> looking for a way to use somebody, Eli Temple priesthood most enigmatic how can you tell why they're thinking like that with all those good ministries that are out there because people are people and there's human character issues so we're being upfront uh if you were molested it can let a demon in it is not your fault that you got molested it didn't bother it. Jesus he just wants you to turn to him to get help and to get healed you know, if you've fallen and sinned and committed adultery, if you've committed and fornication, if you've been an Eli a priesthood secret sinner, good old boys, I think that even, this is my opinion, Frank, if I or any female triggers the look, the old look of Eli, the old look of... Dear in the headlights, you're some evil witch, some harlot, some hussy, which I have had happen. It is so extremely stressful. It is so extremely despicable coming from a Christian, a famous or non-famous. Never a black person, never a Baptist, never a normal person who values other people in relationships. It's just the spooky seer elite that do it, that have done it. Well, I didn't know this happened. I wasn't raised around it. I, I, I didn't know this, but this is, must be an Ishmael prophetic. That kind is Ishmael, maybe, until proven otherwise. How can we think? Why would I go there, be demeaned, be disrespected, be devalued, and why should anybody else? There is a falling away, yes. There is a driving away, yes. There is a running away, a pure-hearted fuck. Fa- turning away, because you don't want to be judged for evil when you're good, by some false prophet, by some woe to those who call evil good, because you have done your, all you're doing is living a few, uh, your good life, a pure life, you had a great daddy, you've just been through hell with all these other things in your life and ministry, and they teach, they think you're that, and they will not, they refuse to relate, that is devilish it is not it is a false representation of fellowshipping with the saints it is a use of false authority it borderlines on lawlessness where the bible says in matthew seven twenty two, the warning to the pharisees the warning to the false prophets each of one who moves into gifts may i say it <laughs> talks about the gifts group it says many of you many of you pioneering preachers pastors potentates Many of you will cry out on the last day, but Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I work in signs and wonders and cast out devils? That's the Holy Spirit crowd. Didn't I do all that in your name? And he'll say, out with you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. There's one translation, iniquity. Then there's another one, I looked it up, lawlessness. Lawlessness, I looked that up in Strong's Concordance. It means use of false authority. How can I say I've been in a church and they have not used correct authority? Well, they are abusing, manipulating, gossiping without confronting, false witnessing without confronting, running a scam, positioning people to control them, suppressing them, spreading rumors about false rumors. They're operating in psychic, they're operating in a cult. They have a system where they have a bunch of like 10, let's say 10 to 20 elders who are appointed in a giant church to scan people, but nobody is friendly and is direct the superior scanning is elite. The superior scanning one or two times for a new visitor is fine because you need to know what you're getting. But if you never talk after weeks and months and they're unsuspecting, I'm not. I feel it every time. I know if they're reading my Facebook let's say I could tell who it is and where they sat the follow first week and you know I just am a prophet to stir them up, hopefully. But if you are doing that using your fake theology, your occult spectral evidence, witch-watching psychic abuse into the occult, you are demeaning the people. You are demeaning people because you think you know more. You think you know more with your seerish knowledge, pride, I no longer devalue God's people, the common ordinary folk. I don't need to. They're just an object to us. They pay our bills. They're just, you know, not not as not as astute and gifted as I am. And that is the troublesome part of the United States. Mega mega wannabe celebrity now we are rich, have need of nothing. Charismatic that is also crazy matic. Crazymatic means wow, better watch out. Crazymatic, but see, because of the common folk and TV and lights and packaging and presentation, it's hard to figure out because they have a good, you know, many have, oh yeah, they're well known. Oh, I like them. Yeah, I go there all the time. If you are not careful, you could be lulled into it, caught in a cult. Occult or, you know, if you're astute and aware and a noble borean, it's better to just sort of watch it for a while and then judge them by their relationship respect. Not by their performance, their good looks, their charisma, their packaging, their persona. Their favor with God and man, they say, watch how they act with their, the pastor acts with his wife and family and the people, the people, the lower, the lowest, least of these that might come in. Watch how the staff who are approved and handpicked do the same. Watch how the people that are picked to scan or not scan or just show up at the door, how they act. And then watch the fruit of relationships, everyone, in the fear of the Lord, in the people who are regular attenders before you decide what to do. It is the relationship factor over time, plus the knowledge of Ephesians 4 common doctrine that Paul said there should be no legalism because legalism removes the fun from fellowshipping because it gives accusation of people. It gives friendly fire, ministry superior Phariseeism, overseer entitled Phariseeism. It accuses, uses, demeans, disrespects, and is biased toward a relationship. A relationship is a human being made in the image of God, according to Psalm 139, at least in my Bible. Hebrews 10.25 is advertised, the basic, everyone understands, I have, is from child up, the normal Christian, the natural person thinks, even the non-believer says, you know, they're a Christian fellowship, I think I might try them out and want to know about Jesus or the Holy Spirit. So they believe false advertising that says, oh, Colin, we'll tell you, the show you the love of Christ. We'll be there for you. We want to be your friends and fellowship with the saints. You know, we want to be like family. So you believe it. And you go in there and you're, it's a cult. You don't meet their criteria. Oh, you get withstood. So the song that the Lord gave me for this is for the newbie, the nameless, faceless newbie that visits these kinds. It says, I just wanna be respected. I don't wanna be controlled. I don't wanna get the evil eye for simply walking into your doors. We don't wanna be, we just wanna be respected when we show up. That's the bottom line, everybody respected, not entitled only respected. We don't wanna, we just wanna be respected. We don't wanna be controlled. We don't want to get the evil eye for simply walking through your door. That's it. That's how I feel. So there is a falling away. Maybe. There is a running away. There is a Pharisee driving them away. There is a witch watcher scanning, superior scanning. Wow, I'm hiding out. I can watch on TV. I can watch, you know, I don't need a mega cult man and man, not micromanaging me when I can't, when I am never spoken to and valued like a human. So this is why I'm training on the art of whelp. You know, art. The father and I hang out and he gives me ideas. I can't, it's amazing. It's, it's fun. The art of whelp, the abiding relationship, theology of whelp. How do they treat people? How they don't, how do I treat people? How do you treat people? It's all for everybody, not just them. But the art, when you break down art deep inside, and I have a relationshiptheology.org, I don't do much with it, it's just symbolic of what we need to say, but the art deep inside every human heart is art whether it's manipulative art, cunning art, sly art, you know, how they use relationships, they use people, they traffic, they, you know, figure how to play them or whatever. Deep inside each heart is art. And we don't want to resemble the dark side. We wanna have compassion, art, loving, thoughtful, kind, Ephesians four thirty two. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other as Christ has forgiven you. Art. We want to have James three seventeen. Even enduring under pressure, the wisdom that comes from above. Art pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. And I was raised not knowing I was raised around all this, but I was raised around a daddy like that and mom who smiled and extended family of ministers that were not famous and we're pulling back all this mega micro stuff and just being who's real who's real in this and what is real and what is representing christ in the new testament and what is not back under the law what is christ doing what would he do if he saw domination accusation repeated accusation would he validate and commend and ho- or hold those people responsible to get themselves right? When I read the Eli, you know, all this stuff, it boils down. If God were to write you as one of the letters of the seven churches in Revelation chapters two and three, which church do you most likely resemble? You might want to read. The first church is such a shock. The first church is the Church of Ephesians. Wow, the Church of Ephesus. That's, in my opinion, in today, the mega book is Ephesians. All that entails the warfare, the ha- family, the amazing perspective, a city in heavenly places, quality big stuff, meaty and diverse, pre-Christian, Asia Minor. All the warfare. To me, Isaiah even before this time back in Dallas, I thought Isaiah is the Old Testament book. I think I would, that's the big one for now and, I, and Ephesians for the first. Well, I study Paul and I've read, you know, I like Ephesians. But when I realized that the first church that gets rebuked, the first lampstand, the first mega church, the first Asia Minor church of diverse many kinds, the first one he rebukes openly by the Holy Spirit in Revelation 2 is the church of ephesus what happened what happened with the blossoming organic you know all the different things going on the church of ephesians in the book of ephesians what happened to make it rebuked it got rebuked for losing its first love jesus not celebrity not being well taken care of not being famous It lost its first love. It had become now achievement-oriented. God warned them. He warned the people that are like that. You better repent, or I'm going to remove your lampstand. Read these for yourself. When we have, I have to look it up to make sure, when we have the doctrines of the Nicolaitans, because I like to read those books through the years, I do, and say, you know, Historically, I haven't lately, but I need, you know, I'm so busy right now teaching. I try to, you know, at times in my life, I've said, Lord, if I were one of these churches, which one's like me? I want you to correct me. You know, let me know. The main one you really want to be is Church of Brotherly Love. But I love the Church of Fire It says, why do you tolerate that? Why do you, head leader, tolerate that controlling individual Jezebel? I like that one. I'm going to turn over to Revelation 2, but in the churches of the book of Revelation where God writes to them while John was on the Isle of Plano, I mean, Patmos, I was on the Isle of my particular particular season of being cast out by the religious, whatever this was in Dallas. I was on the Isle of Plano (laughs) getting my doctrine, getting close with God. being ostracized, boiled in oil, repeat. (laughs) No, but God is so good. It isn't all about that. It's been God's goodness. It is such goodness. And on the other side, I'm more healthy, happy, feeling joyful, carefree, don't care about what they do or say, anybody. It's been God who did it. I thank God and good parenting. Revelation 2, all right. Ooh, I thought that, I wanted to make sure. In the Bible, when he talks to the church of Ephesus, he says, but you have, but you have, you have the deeds of the Nicolaitans that I also hate. Two places in the churches, God mentions that he hates the doctrines of the Nicolaitans. So, of course, I need to know discover what are the doctrines of the nicolaitans so i read about it maybe in 2008 out in dallas at a house i was trying to set up a real ministry on land learning the lay of the land the lake of fire in ministry which is you know fine so what didn't kill you gives you a lot more bible fodder and makes you stronger so anyway so i was just Studying what is the doctrine of the Nicolations? Well, you were take the word nico, it translates to root word Nike, like the tennis shoe. But the real word, root word Nike, means to control, and laos out of Laodicean is control the people. Now, long story short, when I looked online to research the doctrine of the Nicolations, just back then and one time only, I found what I really think is right. Nobody since have I been able to confirm it, so I'm just submitting it as a theory, a submitted cela They said that the doctrine of the Nicolaitans was a first church, carnal, Greek, Gnostic doctrine. Now, I think anybody would still say that. The issue was that it was the first, this is what really hits me about celebrity. It said the first church was there and that the Gnostic controlling doctrines came to elevate the offices, the Ephesians offices, from the people. Therefore, the people who'd been, you know, rubbing elbows with the pastor, nobody's big I, little you, they had more seasoning, they had the call, they had the authority and the mantle, but they still were still relating equally, like Ephesians 4. So it says the common, you know, the... Ability to you know, be treated with respect equally and valued was there. But when the doctrine of the Nicolaitans came, it exalted the fivefold offices and put them on a pedestal above the people. Not all were egos. I'm not saying it was a sin. I mean, it wasn't, uh, not all egos fell for it. All, all people were ego people, but some were really true. They just were misled. So the doctrine of the Nicolaitans exalted the pastor made him above everybody, to be respect. We need more respect. That's huge. You know, you, you can go both ways with that. Entitled to really, they need more respect. Really, they do. I respect them. So they, they first, they had everyone equal, summon more seasoning, more call, and they put him up on the stage and kept the people down, the they started thinking, now the prophet is the only one that hears God. The apostle is the only one that teaches the true God. The evangelist, the, the pastor only are the, listen to the pastor, do not question. And that is right now America. I thought that makes sense. What happened once they, in my opinion, what happened once they took the pastor and put him or her today above the people? It took the motivation for the people to think for themselves. They started to think, you know, I don't need to. I work hard. I don't need to question them. You know, surely God put the right man up there. The right person, he can hear God for me. So now the men, especially because I know men. I really know men. The men who are hardworking would go there thinking, man, all I have to do, please my wife, show up, sit there, watch my clock, wait to go to the, wait to go home and eat lunch, then to the football game afterwards. So it became a duty. Well, though, when the men and women, the men started to do that, thinking you know they sort of didn't need, they parked themselves. Why would they need to? So now the children would be affected. You know, the man, let's just go to church, roundabout, honey, we'll get in the car, get in the chariot, we'll drive over, he can do the work, children go to church. So the men are affected, we're affected, and still are, husbands. The women, you know, just little women, because that was the culture, Skip forward hardening of the doctrine of Nicolaitans, my theory. So then for the first church, this fake doctrine got in there, and people started to think, you know, you know I don't need to work hard. I don't really need to, you know, take, I'll just take notes and show up. And some were more, you know, quality than others, but that's how America is. Later, if it's true about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans that tried to control the people, make them easier for us to manage, make sure they're on time and bring their ties. If not, we're gonna penalize them. We're gonna um control them. We're gonna you know talk about them. We're gonna scold them in public, all these things controlling. Well, later, It is my opinion now that during the Dark Ages, that's when they took the Bible out of the hands of the people. The poor people, the common people, they took the Bible out and only gave it to the priest. And the Dark Ages came. So then they had revolution. They had different reformers that came in, and they had my hero, not that I even know about his theology, but just his actions being not into a club system, not a follower, but a leader, a reprover. They had German Martin Luther come in and make reform because I know the turf. Surely Martin Luther, all the you know, all the clubby clients, all were saying, he's just a nut he's just out of order he is in rebellion he is not under our authority of the church because they were brain they were blind so when i think of martin luther today i think of three reprovers who've helped me especially in dallas three reformers two are black hey i don't think that matters it's their actions and their fierce non-people pleasing, but with respect, they were respect, equally, you know, respectful. They weren't violent. So we had Martin Luther who put his 95 thesis on the church, the Wittenberg door. Today, especially when I was before this time getting online, I thought today Martin Luther would get a WordPress blog. He would. (laughs) So all the reprovers that are respectful, not demeaning, start reproving. (laughs) Do it with James 3, 17, respect for all the other moves, but have your say. So when I was out there, I thought of grassroots revival, and I thought of Martin Luther King Jr. in America, African American. I grew up with that in my childhood in the background on the news. And I would go when I was teeny with my grandmother once, when they still had the signs up in the restrooms and the, at a little mall in Virginia, colored only. Colored only washroom, bathroom, colored only fountains. And so I could read, or I was old enough to know. I said, why? And when my, mother, my grandmother told me what that meant, I was upset. I was really upset for that. God knew for some reason, it has been my life to have just this cause for righteous justice. So when Martin Luther King, King came on the scene and they had all the, all the fighting and all the war, you know, he himself, he wasn't perfect. David wasn't perfect. David fell, he fell, whatever, but his justice and his making a big deal without killing anybody, rioting, hurting anybody, looting, his, gentle but giant justice as a reformer, he really did reform, really affected me to be able to be bold and different even as a female in an all good old person's world, the Holy Spirit charismatic, all the good old person's world, and I'm not a good old person, and uh, not under the law, and not whatever, try not to be entitled so let us go back because the frontline culture where the good old boys are and the good old gals and the ministries are is the hot greatest turf, international global turf now. God has all these people. He's been having to move over, buy property near you. So you've got to get your heart right, your respect on and not have disrespect, demeaning bias or accusation. For anybody from a foreign nation, let them know they have a backstory, history you have no clue about. You've got to love them by showing respect. Not opening your mouth, not quoting the Bible, not being a preacher until you love them enough to respect them. And that is the secret. Now, for the whites to act and any color to act, respect them because they will discern you. It is perceived. They have been, many have been persecuted, racially biased against. They have a warped perception of Americans anyway because of the news. So they come over and they expect bias. Shock them. Shock them. Love them by doing nothing but love them, respecting them, hear their story. I love it. It's fun. Jesus, everybody ministry, Jesus was not white. He was not a cult, he was a messiah, E-O-R-R relationship, friendly messiah like my daddy. And he was Middle Eastern, so he had brown skin, was tribal. He was not used to (laughs) taking any political party and he was not a bigot or a showman. So we only want lost ego, found love. Lost ego. Entitled to be right. Lost ego, loved. So I think it's only right to really talk about, in this day, how brown Jesus was because of all the accusation in basic bias society and online that Christians are, that Jesus was a white Jesus. One guy, when all these people last year, whenever it was, they were throwing down statues in America. And one person who was mixed race, I noted that. I always see what kind of people do say these things. I'm interested, because they had a history before I met them. So this one writer who had mixed race, Maybe it was for Fox. He said, you know, why don't they tear down Jesus's statues because he's a white, it's a symbol of white supremacy. And because I know a lot about all the thought, you know, and a lot about all this going on, I thought, I thought, why are you Christians not making it more down to earth and more real? I can't do it all. (laughs) You can't do it all either we got to really populate because and defrag society because all the last 50 years and TV and movies and blue-eyed, blonde Jesus, and that he's wrapped in American flag and carrying an apple pie for mom. Lower the old stereotypes and let's reinvestigate the tribal Jesus, the one that walked about doing good relating. He wasn't cloaked in his aura He wasn't setting his disciples up to be his handlers and his entourage. He was not setting up himself to be the next exalted elite. And he certainly was not a Pharisee nor a Roman patrician. You Google Roman patrician, which is elite ministry, aristocracy, It can come down from the Deep South gentility. It can come from anywhere that there's a need to be over everybody. There can be a need to be over in ministry and a need to keep people subservient and under you like slaves. All colors can do that in ministry. Entitled is over. Spread the word. Spread the good news. We're free from that. It's everybody. The grassroots. Everybody be yourself type of move with love, real love and respect. General respect, thanking God for the older move, thanking God for the older people, thank God for the wisdom they've got. They paid their dues more than once, but nobody, no matter how old or young, wants to get into the, well, we've arrived, we don't need to know anymore, we've got it down, we've got our formula, we've got everybody saved, you know, it's just about us and preserving what I got, if anything. It's the opposite. God may come at any minute, he may not. But you want to strengthen what remains, not guard what remains, not fiercely guard your bastion so someone comes and takes your mammon. There's a balance. There is heaven to gain, not, not ministry money. There is heaven to gain and hell to avoid. That is what I'm talking about. That's where we're reaching out like this to say, please, Christian, minister, leader, famous person, not famous person. Isn't it more than just us and ego? Isn't this about eternity? Isn't this about eternity? If I hear one more person assume that a pastor or myself or anybody fell, I know who they are. They're white from the old move because they have entitlement. They want to be the boss because they feel so small. They want to be the boss because they don't have to find out. They just go by hearsay accusation because they're like that. This is the huge crop of little gossips. My theory is, why haven't you called me? I'm submitted to God's whole counsel. Why aren't you? You just pick and choose what you like, and that's to be the boss and the Pharaoh and throw down your pronouncements, your accusations, your hissy fits. Why aren't you submitted to relationship respect, to everybody equally? Not just you and your friends, but everybody. So on behalf of all the ones that have thought it was a minister and it was a Trojan horse, they couldn't trust them. They didn't dare know what they'd be doing behind their back to them which I have had plenty of experience, plenty of it. And that's why I teach directly, because I've been out with the grassroots small ministers, and they are filled with this, brown, American, white. I'm sure there's a black and brown somewhere, but I'm talking about my own kind. So I'm thinking, the old day top dog, Pharisee, I heard brother so-and-so that she did this, I heard they did that. Hmm. Let's warn everybody in our circle. That's what they do. New Day. I guess it's because I was raised around it by my parents, my daddy. New Day. I heard she did that. I heard they did that. That's country talk. That's old Pharisee religion. My day, our day, I don't believe the evil report. If I feel that it is my business, they're my family, they're in my church, they're in under me in employment, then if I feel God say so, I will make an appointment officially to respect them. And then I will make an appointment and, uh, and very calmly and respectfully, in James 317 temperament, I will one-to-one confront them and ask if it's really true. If I feel that they are resistant and it really is important, and my business, and I feel intimidated because they're a fierce Jezebel or something, you know, I will take, like Matthew 18, 16, I will invite somebody to go with me and upfront confront them. Also, because I am submitted, Always have to God's whole counsel and the fear of the Lord and respect for everybody equally value people. If I hear that they've sinned or they and it's my business and they're in my family under me in the ministry officially, in I employ them, anything like that, out of love for them, I will phone them up, get my secretary to make an appointment. Because I value them and I value the Lord's commands. And I will humbly go over there in a spirit of meekness and talk to them about it, correct them or whatever. That's Galatians one. Excuse me, six one. Who does it? We need it done. The clue is there is cluelessness. They don't want this. It takes their time, they're too proud. Secondly, they don't know what it does, why it's valuable, because they only think of them. It's about our ministry. I live in the real grassroots. I've been around respectful ministers and ministers all my life. Real pastors. This is the new fake false breed, basically, that is rude and disrespectful to God's people. This is why we have the accuser Pharisees online all my life on radio, on their media, on pulpits, naming names, just self-justifying being an accuser. Old move. Old move. Old country boy, usually. Do-gooder move. So we are, this is no more of that move. As you're out. That's wrong. That is wrong. Character assassinating, vilifying, and you are just doing it without any submission to God's whole counsel. No fear of the Lord. So we have been miles and miles and miles of experience. And if you deal with that, I know as a prophet that you can get warfare from this because of the psychic and, you know, the demonic aspects, the spiritual realm. Nothing spooks me. I am not spooky. In fact, I'm not afraid of it. If I have people, God's people, God's people that pray against me. Or you. Or that are witches. You can have real witches. You can have charismatic psychic witches. You can have pastors. You can have all sorts of intercessors that are off. I know that a lot of people do understand it, but it's such a, people that don't, you've never heard of it. Maybe you're a pastor and you don't know why, or a pastor's wife or a woman, you don't know why you're getting all this weird stuff. You have no clue who doesn't like you. <laughs> you have no clue who's jealous of you. You have no clue how worked all these people can be. Really do. So here's what I do. Because I am trying so hard to be a natural person, not normal but natural. And I don't I value everybody. And I'm not spooked by all this at all. It's supernatural, but it's also super spiritual. <laughs> I believe in being matter of fact and calm about it. So if I starting in Virginia, when I noticed, could I had my own ministry that and there were certain women, I know certain women that are gossip or just like spiritual, they gotta pray you down, they gotta pray because they think you're off, even they don't know you. This is how righteous America is. So I started to get in the 90s, I started to get little pinchers that would pinch me and whoa, what is that? And it's somebody praying against you, it could be a cult. Because, see, people are praying thinking they're Holy Spirit. They think they're Holy Spirit prophets. They are completely a cult. All over America. So I had to grow. So then I was in Dallas, where the warfare, I've never seen anything. And just living there, the spiritual climate was just not healthy. It was satanic spiritual warfare Up, up here where I am now. Oh, thank you, Lord. The, the church has done its work. That's the reason the churches has not done their work. You'll have warfare. The climate will be horrible if you come here like a Daniel. Oh my gosh. The, I know these. a lot of these churches are humble and wanting revival and into repenting and prayer. That is in fasting. That is what has done this before I got here. They did it. You know, God and them. So I can go because I discern, you know, different groups and I discern different areas. So when I realized that this field, the field of knowledge I didn't want to know about was part of it that you sometimes you'll just get a witchcraft attack. So here's the bottom line. Instead of getting all warped, spooked out, fearful if that happens if somebody's praying, you know like you feel a pinch or your back may go out, you know weird stuff that is just demonic and from the dark side. Usually the poor me white charismatic gone wrong side. Poor me. Poor us. Got a little... Better hurry up. It's starting to quit on me here this video. So anyway, what you do is this. If I feel, if I know somebody is... like I feel a pressure, a pulling of inside. I'll feel something here. I'll feel a, a little, you know, constriction. Which I know isn't normal. I'll think, uh-oh, somebody's out there online praying against me, or they're doing this, that. They're in their witchcraft zone. So instead, this is what God's told me to do, and it works. Feel free to do it. As soon as you feel that, you don't get to learn. because eh, God's bigger. You just say, uh-oh, it's witchcraft. Maybe they're really two or three. Maybe it's one. I'm not going to worry about it. I bind you in Jesus' name. All it is is a controlling spirit. Somebody somewhere with a controlling spirit. The wrong kind of spirit. Occult controlling spirit. I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I put the blood over this right now. I put the blood of Jesus over you right now. And you go back tenfold to that same person. Just take it right back to them. I will say some days 20-fold. I say 12-fold. Whatever the amount the Lord tells me, I'll say, all right, Lord, send it back. Whatever they're praying against me, send it back to them 12-fold, 10-fold, 20-fold, whatever you feel. And then you go on your way and it clears up. It really does. It's like, why bother with all this stuff? God is so good, so victory. I don't have to sit around brooding and mourning and being morose i don't want to do that i want to have like jesus the prophet of hebrews 1 i want to be the hebrews 1 9 kind of prophet that he had the oil of joy and gladness above his fellows read that the first testament the new testament prophets is jesus to model jesus the messiah not the old testament craggy fault-finding prophets read hebrews 1 So now I'm getting like three times this thing is cutting off and I better quit. So we love you. God loves you. God bless you. This is Tavo DRC. Keep praying for us and have the joy of the Lord as your strength right now. God bless you.